Well, good day and welcome to Holding Fast. Welcome to the podcast. How is your anchor holding today? Is it gripped firmly to the Word of God? Where is your trust today? Where is your faith? In whom or in what are you placing your faith this morning? Good to welcome you today. My passage is going to come from Jeremiah chapter 17. Lately, I've been in my personal Bible reading in this and in this book and this prophet, and occasionally that'll happen and there'll be a passage that seems to really move my heart to just make it a podcast topic. And so I'm going to do that today, taking a little bit of a break from the Lord's Prayer in Matthew chapter 6. We're going to move over to Jeremiah chapter 17 today where in the Bible reads this way in chapter 17 and in verse 5. Thus says the Lord, uh, Cursed is the man who trusts in mankind and makes flesh his strength, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. For he will be like a bush in the desert and will not see when prosperity comes, but will live in stony place, wastes in the wilderness, a land of salt without inhabitant. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, and whose trust is the Lord. For he will be like a tree planted by the water, that extends its roots by a stream, and will not fear when the heat comes. But its leaves will be green, and it will not be anxious in a year of drought, nor cease to yield fruit. The heart is more deceitful than all else, and is desperately sick. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind, even to give to each man according to his ways. Uh, the Lord's word is, is, a, is a great blessing and really reorients our thoughts, does it not? It causes us to dwell on some things that we need to return to now and again to reset our hearts and our minds. Jeremiah the prophet is preaching in this passage, and he is literally giving a curse to the Israelite people because they had placed their confidence and their trust in the wisdom, supposedly, of foreign nations, in particular Egypt, who was too feeble and weak to even help itself at the time that Jeremiah preached. But the nation of Israel had turned to Oh, Egypt and Assyria and other nations in order to uh, in order to protect itself and provide for itself. And the prophet Jeremiah is warning God's people once again. He did so so frequently throughout the book. That's what he did. And he was reminding the people that when you look for assistance from other allies other than God, that when you're looking to the Egyptians or the Chaldeans or uh, excuse me, or the Assyrians against the Chaldeans, uh, your trust for support in, in a mortal people, in a mortal man, will really show its weakness and its frailty and its, and its lack of ability to take care of you. Uh, and that's what he's saying there in this first part of the scripture that I just read. He's saying, cursed be the man that trusteth in man. Uh, they have this confident trust in Egypt when in actuality it, they just were not going to be able to help. The arm of flesh of, uh, of, of humanity will never give you effective support. And that's what Jeremiah is warning, the, uh, warning his readers about. He says in verse 6 that any man who puts his faith in human flesh, in another human being will be, literally, it's interesting, he says, will be as a tree 
um, excuse me, he'll be like the heath in the desert in verse 6, uh, as the King James reads it. Literally, like a, if you've ever seen a desert tree, it just it's blasted by the wind and the heat. It doesn't have moisture. Uh, it's parched. It's withered. Uh, that a man who puts his faith in the arm of flesh is going to find himself in that condition. As a matter of fact, it says in verse 6 that he'll not even see when good cometh. In other words, he won't even be sensible of it. The drought renders it really incapable of absorbing whatever good may come its way. So that the land where it lives is like a salt flat, like a barren that's there. It's unfit to be inhabited. Uh, But in verse 7, a uh, wonderful passage of scripture, blessed, meaning, oh, how very happy is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope uh, uh, the Lord is, that the Lord himself is his hope. He'll be, verse 8, like a tree planted by the waters. It's sufficiently supplied with the moisture it needs. And even though it may be hot, it, the temperatures may be so warm and Perhaps there's a time when there's no rain, but the roots are spread out along the river. And as a result, it flourishes there uh, as all the vegetation does. And he's even able in verse 8 to notice uh, that when the heat does come, he doesn't feel the damage that is there. And then in verse 9, that's what I kind of wanted to get to this morning. It's a famous passage of scripture. The heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked, who can know it? Um, That really goes contrary to a lot of the advice that school children and even adults pass on to each other in a meme on Facebook to follow your heart. That's the dumbest thing you could ever do, because the Bible indicates here that the heart is extremely deceitful. It's an interesting word, Uh, The word deceitful is a word in the Hebrew uh, of the original means it is is full of windings. It is insidious. It's always uh, lying at every opportunity. Uh, The heart is always working to get um, uh, a favorable circumstance to gratify its own lusts and its own desires, its own pride and ambition. That's the heart of a human being. It's, it's deceitful. Uh, it is supplanting, using Jacob's name from the Old Testament. Uh, and not only that, the scripture says that the heart is desperately wicked, meaning it's wretched, it's feeble, it's distressed, it's diseased beyond everything. Um, and in consequence, uh, as a consequence of the wickedness that's in it, um, it is absolutely a word that... Uh, doesn't paint a good picture of a human heart. And then the question comes at the end of verse 9, who can know it? Um, I talk to so many people about their soul's condition, and it never ceases to amaze me that the heart even has the ability to hide itself from itself. Uh, they're even, uh, the, the folks are not able to eat, step outside and understand uh, where they are and how sick that things really are and how bad off things are. The owner doesn't even know it himself. A corrupt heart is really the worst enemy that a fallen person, a fallen creature can ever have. It's full of evil devices. 
of deceit, of folly, of everything. And its owner knows, doesn't even know what's in him until it boils over. And it's often past remedy when that happens. Therefore, do not trust in man, not in any person outside of yourself in order to provide you with what you need, sustain you spiritually to provide your needs and everything else. Uh, and, and furthermore, don't even trust in yourself because you can deceive yourself very easily. So don't trust in man whose motivations and purposes are always changing, uh, but trust in the Lord alone. Because in verse 10, Jeremiah says this, I, the Lord, he's, uh, the Lord is speaking here, actually. I, the Lord, search the heart. Um, there is... In Acts chapter 1, verse 24, the Lord is called by his apostles. Our Lord and Savior is called the cardiognostes, nostes, okay? Cardiognostes. You say, what is that? Cardio is the first part of the word, which is heart. Gnosis is the second part of the word, which means knowledge. And so Jesus is given a particular name that means the knower of the heart. To him alone can that kind of slogan or epithet be applied. It is from him alone that you can get the instruction by which you can measure yourself. You can know yourself. You can see yourself for what you are. Um, Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. It's in him personally that we have this hope. Walk with him today, will you? Meditate on him. Dwell on him. Because he alone searches the heart. He said, I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. Walk with Christ today. Keep your eyes fixed on